0: Sacred Space. So, welcome back again to the second part of Sacred Space. My name is John the still joined and the Skype line by Shane Ambrose, and we want to welcome into the program this morning, all the way from Nashville in Tennessee, Sister Beatrice Cutter. Good morning, or good evening to you. How are you?
1: I'm doing very well. Oh, thank
0: you. Thank you very much for joining us. Of course, Sister Beatrice has agreed to join us. And this is all really in relation to the visits of the relics of St. Teresa of Le Joux and her parents, St. Louis and zélie Martin. Next Saturday, the 18th of August, beginning with 1 p.m. Mass in St. Saviour's Church a blessing of the roses, veneration of the relics, and reflections by the Dominicans will follow. With some vespers concluding the event at 5pm. And Sister Beatrice has very kindly uh, joined us there this morning maybe to, to help us to reflect maybe a bit maybe on St. Therese and her life and so on and so forth. So where where would you like to start, Sister uh, Sister Beatrice, in regards to St. Therese?
1: Um, I think with regards to St. Therese herself, I think it's the... The story that we might all think that we're familiar with but as with so many of the saints at different points in our own lives we intersect differently with that of the saint so saint therese's story is often portrayed as the story of a soul the story of spiritual childhood the story of someone who learns to accept the beauty of her own individuality the fact that god wants to do great things with small instruments and that there's really nothing outside of his plan that he is a a loving father rather than a stern judge, and that his justice and mercy come together very beautifully. And for St. Therese herself, I think that that journey was so beautifully launched in a new way on that Christmas night when the rather sweet story is told of um, when she's going upstairs after Christmas mass and she overhears her father saying he hopes it will be the last Christmas, that they'll have to have the little custom of uh, her opening the Christmas presents that she's going to go downstairs and find in her shoes. That Hasn't she outgrown this yet? And what I think is so beautiful about that is that her sensitivity is shown. She's not ashamed to say that that hurt her, that it was something that in that moment was difficult to accept, but that the grace was there and that we need the difficulty to highlight the power of grace. I think what I love so much about that incident is she says it's the beginning of her spiritual maturity, where she comes into her own and realizes that her sensitivity, um, her her ability to feel hurts, to be crossed, to be experiencing resistance from others, to experience misunderstanding, that doesn't define her, that in that moment God pours out a particular grace for that moment and that it's up to her to look to him with the same trust that she would ordinarily give to her father so that on that night she's able to go back downstairs and to enter into the joy that that moment would normally hold for her, not in a way where she's faking, oh, isn't this wonderful, but to experience God is calling me to a deeper joy than I ever would have had in this moment before because now I found that I am free in a new way. So St. Therese herself leading such a short life, I think as we all know, dying at only 24 from such a painful condition of tuberculosis, suffered for several years. And having experienced many sufferings in such a short life with her mother's death, um, with many of her sisters being separated from her as they discern their own vocations, um, with her father's mental illness... Um, incurred probably through stroke is what doctors seem to suggest and his uh, convalescence and his acceptance of his suffering still causing such a, a great sorrow for her that in that life the final message that she leaves is that love and grace have the final word I think that that's such a powerful message at any time period but if I might just share for myself I think that when we see that love and grace come at a particular come in a particular form for each of us and that there is no one model of what sainthood looks like within that one family i think seeing that for saint thérèse herself for her parents each one of them as an individual soul as we look at them and see oh that's a family of saints there's something so striking about that because in our own families we experience differences <laughs> With St. Therese and her parents, both of her parents experienced a certain degree of uncertainty, finding their own vocations. And I think that St. Therese herself, growing up in a family where her parents had had to listen so attentively for the voice of God, for what he was calling them to, gave her a very great delicacy in listening to what God desired. And I think for some of us at this point, perhaps either in the history of the particular place where we are living, in a particular situation in our family, that delicacy is something to really desire, because God desires to give that that heightened sensitivity to his voice, because it's in that heightened sensitivity that we become all the more aware of how precise his gifts are, and how much he desires that each one of us become fully ourselves, the same way Good parents don't want each child to be a carbon copy, one after the other. I wish you were more like your older sister, more like your older brother. We can have experienced maybe what that was like, and no, we wish that was not so. We wish that was not the message we had received. Why can't you be like someone else? That's not the fatherhood of God. And I think that's a beautiful message that's revealed in the life of Therese and her parents, is God desires that even your weaknesses, even your sensitivities, reveal who he is, that nothing is outside the scope of, of God's hand.
0: Sister Beatrice. why, why would you think that um, St. Therese seems to be so popular with, with with most Catholics, especially here in Ireland?
1: I think it, it, that is such a fascinating question, because out of all the saints, it is so surprising, and I think... We have to return to this over and over again that a 24-year-old woman who spends nine years of her life behind cloister walls is so popular. And I think there's there must be something certainly for our time period that is so valuable about her message that extraordinary love is shown to each one of us by God in our littleness and that we do not have to prove ourselves to him. Well, I think that with St. Therese, the idea that grace is manifest in weakness, that there is such a a power at work in us. And Saint Paul speaks so eloquently of how it's a power that can accomplish more than we can ask or imagine. And we see that lived out in Saint Therese speaking of her great desires. But for some of us, it can often seem that we have to we have to prove ourselves to God, or perhaps to the God. that is our our own self-image or the God of others' opinions where I have to look a certain way in order to be a saint. I have to act a certain way. And certainly, there are very, very, very real demands that the gospel makes on, on us in terms of how we should live and act and speak as temples of the Holy Spirit. But no two temples are going to look exactly the same in the Christian tradition. You know, there was the one temple... Of, of the Jews, but for Christians, each one of us being a temple of a certain kind reflects God differently. And I think that's part of what appeals to people about St. Therese, is you start to pick up on this idea that he could even choose me. Mm. There's, that he could even choose me. And in a time that's so focused on performance and evaluation and on, you know, how much is this liked or loved or retweeted, there's something so unconditional about what's offered in christ and saint therese puts that forward so well
2: the last time saint theresa was at saint theresa was in ireland hundreds of thousands of people um flocked to visit uh and say hi and pray ever relics say hi sorry that's a very informal way of putting it but for, for many <laughs> no, no. people you know for many people it was you know they were getting to meet you know as you said one of their one of their popular saints so um you know, St. Trace and her parents are coming to visit Limerick, and you guys at the sorry, you at the, the, the Dominican Sisters, um, <laughs> no. you guys are going to, you're, going to ho- you're going to host them. <laughs> yes,
1: having a, a family party.
2: Yeah, i was going to say it's kind of like it's if, you know, if you think about it you're you know it's you know you're 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 hosting three saints. It's like okay, where do we start with this one? Uh, <laughs> so, so when are they actually going to arrive?
1: Well, they're going to arrive just before the one o'clock mass on Saturday, the 18th of August.
3: Mm -hmm. And
1: then they'll be, the relics will be in the church until just after five o'clock when we'll conclude with sung vespers. And I think it's, it's just, it it was a shock to me when I found out that of all the places in the county of Limerick we were hosting, because... And most other dioceses that are even being visited not all of the dioceses will receive a visit from these relics As mm. usually a cathedral or a carmelite church mm. um, so we're not quite sure why god's hand seems to have settled <laughs> through the mm. agency of the diocese on saint saviors but we're very pleased um, especially okay. especially in view of the world meaning of
2: families exactly and i suppose what we should say to people is that the the visits of the relics of saint theresa vizier and her parents Uh, Louis and Zélie Martin, Um, it's part of the World Meeting of Families and it's been organized jointly between the Order of Carmelites and the Order of of Discalced Carmelites in in Ireland. And the relics are actually going to be at the Phoenix Park uh, for the Papal Mass on the uh, 26th of August. And the uh, the Dominican Society, the Carmelites, uh, will be (coughs) doing a a small presentation about St. Therese. And the spirituality of Saint Teresa before the papal mass begins, and it's as you said, as you said, uh, Sister, it's it's a great honor to have them visiting Limerick, and I, I, I and I would encourage as many people as possible uh, to call in and say hi. Uh, you know, they will be blessed uh, you, You're going to have a blessing of roses as well. Uh, what, what exactly are the, if you like, the liturgical events or the celebrations that you're going to have? It's a very short visit. They're just literally going to, pop, you know, they're going to go there for a few hours. But even so. It's a, packed, it's a packed schedule for the
1: family, I'm afraid. They're on the road. Um, but at 1 o'clock, we'll have uh, the sacrifice of the Mass, and then following that, the blessing of the Roses, and then time for veneration of the Relics. And throughout that, um, the three Dominican novices of the Irish province, of the Friars, um, will be with us to give reflections. And what's beautiful to see is God's hand at work um, through the presence of various saints. So St. Saint Therese has exercised such an influence on so many men studying for the priesthood Um, Mm. and so a few of these a few of these men will be with us to share some of their experience of her message which i think is another interesting thing to to highlight about saint therese is that although her spirituality is very much that of a of a young woman of a woman who loves to be thought of as a daughter who might have been thought of as a little bit of a princess um Mm. there's something really appealing for Many, many people, and often for men who are called to give their lives as priests. And I think there's, there's a lot there for people to consider as we mm. look at what vocation is
2: about. That's, that's an interesting point, of course, because St. Therese maintained um, a correspondence uh, during her life with a, with a young priest and it's it's i uh, and for, uh, for the life of me his name escapes me at the moment, but it it I read it a couple of times, and like you said, it's very um mothering and strong, but also you know held him to account in terms of his vocation and, and where he was slipping, she kind of said to him, well, buck up sonny boy you you've got a job yes. to do and of course, just, you know and of course, the other thing about it is of course Saint Trese is also the patron of the missions. Um, yeah. and, and for that regard, she's held in a high regard by many of our, our missionary congregations in Ireland as well. <laughs> Unfortunately, sister, we've come to the end of this segment of the program. Um, okay. So you had a second piece of music for us. Do you want to tell us about it?
1: Yes, this is a piece called Amazing Grace, which is uh, traditional and sung in many settings. This particular recording was done by some Dominican brothers um, from over here in the USA, and it's the the lyrics are probably known by many, but I thought it would be appropriate when we've been talking about St. Therese to focus on a song that speaks of the power of God's grace at work in us, uh, that can do immeasurably more than we realize, that can reach into any situation, that can reach into any family, that can reach into any suffering. So I thought this would suit very well, uh, the message that we're hoping that St. Therese and the relics of her parents will help to uncover next week.
0: Excellent. Amazing, amazing,
3: grace, amazing grace, how sweet, the, sweet the, sound the
0: sound that saved a wretch, wretch like
3: me. How once was lost, was lost, was lost but, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I'm found. grace that taught my heart to fear and grace my fears relieved how precious did how precious did did that grace appear the hour I first believed through yeah. Hope secured, He will my shield, my shield shield and portion be, as long as Thy fender. When we've been there, when we've been there ten thousand years, bright shining as the sun. We've no less days, days days to sing God's praise, than when we first begun.
0: Sacred Space